Welcome back to the Hyden Ratner Level Up Leadership Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us here today, whether you're listening or you're watching this online. I want to encourage you to hit the subscribe button, uh, maybe even leave a review or a rating on how God's speaking to you through this, how he's helping you level up in your leadership. We hope that you get a little bit better through each episode, and I know today you're going to get better through this one. We got Pastor David Butler in the house today helping us level up in our leadership. Pastor David has been leading a, a marriage conference for us at Walk Church this weekend and, and preached a great word on Sunday and now gets a chance to just lean in on the topic of leadership. And Pastor David, you're a level up leader. I'm grateful for you being on today. Hey, it's an honor to be able to be not only with you today, but throughout the entire weekend. As I uh, shared this morning in so many different places, I love Walk Church. Come on. I, I would love to be a part of whatever's happening there on a regular basis. So good. Yeah, well, so life-giving. We might hold you to that in some way. <laughs> okay. Because uh, it's been such a good time of learning not just biblical principles, but so many leadership principles um, that have been flowing through the different sessions. And um, you spent... Uh, about 35 years pastoring three different churches. From there, um, served as the city missionary in the great city of Boston, and and then now in a season where you're coaching in an executive way, a lot of city missionary leaders like myself in different cities all across North America. And so leadership is something that you talk about. It's, it's helping guys break barriers. It's helping guys lead in their cities well. Um, but I think Probably the the most exciting leadership accomplishment that I feel like you carry is getting ready to celebrate 50 years of marriage to Gail Butler uh, here really soon. And so congrats on that. Hey, what things. I've learned so much from her over the years. We talk a lot about our 50 years, and one of the things that we're constantly saying is, hey, we can't imagine being where we are, but we are so glad that we are. There have been the ups and downs and the ins and outs. But I tell you, this is a sweet season for us to be able to enjoy uh, God's goodness to us. So good. Yeah. Amen. Well, one thing I like to ask everybody who joins me on the podcast is just tell us one way that you're leveling up in your leadership in this season? Well, typically when you reach my age, and I, it's hard for me to think of myself as old, I like to think of it that I'm getting older but not old, yeah. and constantly thinking about what's the best way to make the most of this season. And not so much from a standpoint of doing something differently, but what what's the best way to make a kingdom-sized investment with our life during this season? And so for me, it's about thinking, what can we do right now, planting seeds primarily right now in my kids and grandkids, but far beyond that, in the church leaders that I'm with and other type of leaders, how can we think about 2050? Not next year, not the next five years, because 2050 will be the result of what we plant the seeds to cultivate right now. Wow. And that would be the greatest gift we could give is to invest our lives now for 2050, not next year, or how well we're going to, quote unquote, move into the, the last days of our life. So good. Not just thinking about days and months, but thinking about years and decades. Right. Thinking about how can I maximize my life for something that even goes beyond me. I think that's a, a great word. I remember, I think Pastor Travis Ogle just sh sharing some of that thought on this podcast of just thinking forward with your leadership. Um, I love how you're thinking about that in this season for your life as yeah. well. 
Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, it, it one, just to kind of add to that, I think we have to be listening. Um, right. I was just reading an article just a, a little bit ago about Gen Z yeah. and about how that they are moving to all the major large cities all across the country. Come on. So I think about where we have church planters and we have Sin City missionaries, and not just in our tribe, but all across the nation. And that says to me, we need to have our ear to the ground, how that we can become a very much a part of their lives, those that Gen Z generation right. that is going to be so vital to what that 2050 looks like. Yeah. Are you able to, to define Gen Z, like what that age gap or bracket is kind of roughly? I think it, um, I'm trying to go back to some of the things that I've read, but it's, it's that generation that uh, preceded um, the, the 2000, uh, the, the aughts. Yeah. And that's that generation that's now coming into a place of maturity and leadership. How about that? Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. I think each season, each people group has contextually, uh, its own style or own way to be led. And so I love how even in this season of your life, you're, you're thinking strategically with your leadership and how it's going to make an impact many years from now. Well, uh, one of the things I love to be able to do is uh, to hang out with college students as well as high school students. And when you're around them and listen to them, not try to so much to say, hey, let me show you how I lived out my life, but to listen in and to become a part of their world. And um, not so much, again, from a standpoint of trying to be like them, but to understand them in such a way that we can be a part of their life in a supportive and encouraging way. So good. No, that's great. Yeah, it makes me think of something I heard you share recently on just the power of awareness. Um, the the letter A in our LEAD acronym at our church, it stands for AWARE. Leaders are learners, that's the L, E, excellent, A, aware, and D, disciplined. But I love how you recently just shared about it's just important to be self-aware when you're in a room, self-aware, aware of your surroundings. And and that's one even one of the things you look for when you are spotting church planters or kingdom leaders is just who has uh, a level of awareness. Would you say something like that? I would say the best leaders, it's not so much about their entrepreneurial skills, but about their what some people call relational wisdom Mm. or uh, emotional intelligence. Yep. And so when you walk into a room, you're not looking at the room in terms of how you can impress people with who you are, but you're constantly looking at the room and how can you be a part of other people's lives and helping them move in a direction that's in sync with where they are. So and good. understanding that relational context and wisdom is so important. Yeah. Did you did you use the phrase relational intelligence? Relational wisdom. Relational wisdom. Relational wisdom. I so think good. that is probably at the top when it comes to the most effective leaders. Mm. Um, most effective leaders are not all the time thinking about how they can become the hero. They're always trying to think about how they can make other people heroes. Wow. Isn't that good? Yeah, I think about Jesus, right, and and how he models that in his own life, um, automatically calls 12 guys to follow him, doesn't pick the religious elite, doesn't go to the synagogue, goes to the goes to the boats, goes to the fishermen and, and the tax collectors and the zealots and says, I'm going to make you guys the stars. Yeah. Um, through my development, my investment, through uh, trials and, and tests and feeding of 5,000s and all types of moments, Jesus is 
investing his life in them for for the purpose of leadership and and growth. Yeah, and I think it, one of the key things about this whole thing about leaders, a lot of times they they cast a vision and they say, "Here's the plan. Here's how we're going to get there," yeah. and that means that they're going to be the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the kingdom type of leaders are the leaders that have the maximum influence in their life. Are leaders who say. Here's what I believe God is calling us to do, or here's what I believe God uh, is giving us an opportunity, and it's a vision so big that they can't. They, there's no way they can accomplish it on their own. Right. And inviting other people in to be a part of it to help create that vision so it can become a reality. It's not they're becoming hero. It's about inviting everybody else yeah. into the story to be the hero. So good. Yeah, everybody wins. That's right. Yeah, I was I was watching um, the NBA All Star Game recently, and they were. They were doing a little feature on on um, the Joker from from Denver, um, Jokic, and who had been the MVP the past two seasons, and just they were interviewing him about just his his style of basketball, his game, and he made an interesting statement. He said, "I would rather make a great assist than a great basket." They asked him why, and he said, "Well, because if you do a great assist, both people." Both people score. Yeah, you know, I, I get to be a part. That person gets to make a basket, and um, I just thought it was a cool way to approach life. Even right, so I want to bring somebody with me. I want to, I want to help somebody else win as well. Well, I know you, uh, you love anything that has to do with NBA basketball, right? And I know you're a big Kobe fan. Yep. And I know there's always the conversation about who's the best, LeBron, MJ, or Kobe, and none of those guys really qualify. And being from Boston, it's obvious to me <laughs> that the best of the best was Bill Russell, a guy who played the ball 13 years and won 11 titles Incredible. in 13. And when they asked Bill Russell, "Hey, what is it about you that make you uh, that it made you who you are?" Mm. And how did you define success? And he said, I defined it by how good I made everybody else on the floor. Whoa. That is it right there. That's 11 championships. 11 championships. Did you make somebody else better? Right. Did somebody else grow? Here's here's one of the ways you can tell if you're leading or not. Is anybody else getting better because of you? Right. Is anybody else growing, uh, learning, sharpening because you're helping them get there? If you're just focused on yourself then um you might not qualify as a leader right because leaders um are influencing and and helping in in leading others and they're always looking for the opportunity to where they can recognize and celebrate that other that are that other person that's there's a recognition deficit in our culture Mm. when it comes to leaders whoa we need to be able as a good friend of mine says he's a he's a very uh top tier leader he says that recognition deficit right now is probably the biggest challenge for leaders right now to grow wow. in. Learning how to recognize and honor others is what is going to create a culture where everybody says, I want to be a part of that. I love that. Let me just ask you a question in that context. Feel free to go a little deeper. Um, why is it that you feel like we have that? What 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 is it that is in people that you know, prohibits them from from giving that recognition. What do you think that is in our culture today? Well, I think a lot of it is um, that there's there's competitiveness instead of collaboration. Mm. But the co- competitiveness comes from comparison, and we're constantly measuring ourselves up against somebody else right. rather wow. than saying, how can I be the very best that I can be 
And that causes us to move down the lane of I've got to be the best and it's all about me. Right. Whereas if you're the other place, you can look at somebody, you go, wow, I can learn from that person or that person's got gifts I don't have because your eye is not so much on how well you compare with everybody else, how you can be the best and how you can make other people the best frees you up. So good. And uh, I think that a lot of leaders struggle with that. Yeah. Uh, Behind the scenes, that insecurity... um, all, all that goes with that. Man, so good. I love that idea and just want to even encourage, challenge everybody that's leaning in, listening to this right now. Look for ways to level up celebrating others. Level up in your uh, recognizing of others. Somebody's played a part in your story, give them their flowers, right? Uh, while they're still here. That's right. Um, encourage them. Let them know. It could be a, a encouraging word that they may need to hear um, soon. Well, I heard one of my uh, good friends, John Ames in Boston, he was talking about, he said, how, how it's more important for you to take the picture than to be in the picture. Mm. And I just think that is such a insightful understanding of leadership. It's not about me. It's about what God is doing in the lives of others. And I want to take a picture of that, celebrate that, uplift that. That's so good. Yeah, that's fresh. I love that idea. I want to be a picture taker. That's That's what I want to do. Um, I heard you say something this past weekend that really stuck with me. I wrote it down in my journal. Um, you were speaking on the topic of leadership, primarily within relationships. Obviously, we did a marriage and relationships conference, uh, but you spoke about leadership within that, and you said something along the lines. You might have to redefine it in the correct way, but you said something along the lines that leadership is not authority, but taking responsibility with humility. Something like that. Can you can you share with us what that quote was and just kind of what what are the ingredients that make up that quote? What do you mean when you say that? Well, I think a lot of times we think of leaders as that extrovert, outgoing, and when they walk in the room, you know there's a presence there. Right. Um, and I think as a result, we look to them and they exercise that influence and even authority. And everybody is always wanting to be in lockstep with that. I think the best leaders are those leaders who come in and they're not the kind that are going to draw recognition to themselves as much as they're going to be looking into the room and they're going to find a way they can come under other people and help them get to the place where they can be at their best. There's a story in the Old Testament that I absolutely love. Yeah. It's helped define and shape my understanding of leadership, especially in this season. Yep. It's the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer. And there's so much there, but I love the armor bearer. And he says to Jonathan in a very impossible situation, the odds are overwhelming. He says, you go ahead and do all that the Lord has put in your heart, for I'm with you heart and soul. Wow. I think the best leaders accept the responsibility to come alongside, whether it be a wife, a spouse, a child, or another leader, or a church planner, or whatever, to come along somebody in their world and to be able to say, I want to let you know, uh, I'm with you, heart and soul. Mm. I'm with and for you. I want to be present. I want to be supportive. I'm with and for you. And so, I want you to live out everything God's put in your heart. And I'd love to be a part of that. Love and you that. can do that in any context, whether it be church planning or in the business world, marketplace, in the home, your child. Yep. Can you imagine if your child heard you say, I'm within for you. Let's figure out what God's doing in your life. And all I'm about is helping you live that out. Wow. I'm with you and I'm for you. Right. I think people need to hear those two. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. When it comes to this idea of um, not authority, but responsibility with humility, 
just talk a little bit about the what why those words are are necessary when it comes to shaping or leveling up in your leadership. Well, it, it, one of the things you can discover about great coaches yeah. um, is that they they don't coach everybody the same way. Mm. Um, they try to understand how that player they can motivate each player. So it's very individualized. And so humility basically says. I'm not going to be so much about you fitting into my system or you becoming what I think you should become, and I'm going to exercise that authority and try to shape you into that. Right. But putting yourself in a position to where you're constantly thinking about how can I help them move forward. Right. And again, we've talked about that a lot in yeah. this podcast, Sure, sure. but it's something that we have a hard time in our culture. We think of yeah. the best leaders as being the authoritative power, right. exercising it, and certainly you can lead that way. But you will only lead that way for so long, and ultimately, that kind of leadership will up ultimately corrupt your soul to wow. where it becomes all about you. And instead of advancing the mission, you're actually going to undermine it because it's authority. It's about yeah. you. Yeah, it's like narcissistic leadership. Exactly, uh, and some 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 symptoms of that. That's right. Um, man, that's so good to hear. And I love how you applied that in the context of relationships too. Um, where if you're in a dating relationship and you're leaning into this podcast, um, leadership can be a part of that, and it should be, but how you define leadership is important. If you see leadership as it's me taking my responsibility in humility for my role, I think that goes so far. Well, it's 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 other centered. Um, it's other centered, and you know, Jesus had more than a few conversations with his disciples because they were all figuring out in jockeying position who's right. going to be a right and left hand. And I think um, when Jesus said, "Hey, look, that's the way the outside culture rules and leads," not so with you. Good. Instead, it's all about the last being first and and making sure that you're in a position yeah. to influence others in helping them, again, get to where God's calling them. I can't imagine a better way to live your life than constantly thinking about how can I help another person live out who God uniquely created them to be, celebrating that with Crazy. them, and wow. speaking truth in their life, and stretching them to reach out to that. I love that. I love that. That's that's level of leadership right there. Yeah. Others focused. Man, that's such a good phrase that I think is going to be be in my heart. It's it's Philippians 2, right? It's, exactly. It's saying, I'm not just going to consider my own interests, but I'm going to consider yours as more important than, than mine. That's right. It's more significant, I think one translation says. And I think that's, that's hard to do. But um, as even you alluded to at our conference, Jesus is the model for that, right? Stepping down out of heaven to come to rescue us is, is, is the same attitude that Christ had. Well, the, if you were to, if Jesus were to be on a website and you were to click on about, the thing that you would see about Jesus, where he's described as where nowhere, nowhere else, it says that he was gentle and lowly. Right. And that and that needs to be the the same qualities for us. Yeah. That defines humility: gentle and lowly. That's so good. That's so good. Um, I've I've heard that phrase "gentle and lowly" recently. In that, there's a book right. that um, excellent book is Great named book. after that. Is strong book, right? Yeah. Talk to us about something that maybe you're um, you're reading as of late, or something that you've read recently that helps you level up in your leadership. 
I, I try to read broadly, and and, and yeah. I certainly have appreciated Patrick Lencioni's book about the working genius. Mm. Um, I've enjoyed listening and uh, John Mark Comer in his book, uh, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and so about uh, yeah. Yeah, live, yeah. live No Lies. Yeah. I've enjoyed reading that. I've also enjoyed wow. reading a book that's a little bit out of my genre, uh, Reorganized Religion. Hmm. It's written by a, uh, an award-winning journalist and basically says as we move into this new kind of post-COVID world and right. there's this paradigm shift uh, that we're going to have to start realizing that in this day and time, people, especially Gen Z, those coming in, they're not looking for the same expression of Christianity in church world as has been. They're looking for expressions of it that actually are beyond just form and function, but there's something that are it's transforming. Yeah. That's what they're looking at more than anything else. And it's not going to be so much innovation that they're looking for as much as they're looking for something that is authentic and wise. Yeah. Authenticity and wisdom. Right. That's so good. Yeah. I remember hearing um, Pastor Dahadi Lewis say that authenticity will be the apologetic of our day. Without a doubt. Right. It's 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 just having that authentic nature, that authentic community personality that is going to win people to at least give get, get an ear to listen or know what you're about. I think people can, can sniff out fake. Exactly. And don't have time for it. That's right. And you then um, life-giving... Um, liberating in the best sense of the word. Yeah, um, people are looking for that. Mm. I think the three things people are looking at right now. Yeah, they're looking for trust, hope, and community. Great. Uh, something they really know is gonna. It's not gonna be fake. Yep. It's not gonna be pseudo. Yep. They can build their life on it. Yep. They're looking for hope, not just some kind of whimsical kind of optimism, but something that's deeply rooted. Yeah. In something that they can live with confidence in, yeah. and then the idea of community, where that people actually connect at the soul level. Yeah. When those three things are in place, I think a lot of people are going to be attracted to that. Yeah. Let me know more about that. That's right. That's so good. No, I love that idea right there. Um, this I want to ask you a little bit more of a broad question. Um, I just have heard so much good feedback about your journey and time in Boston, and just want to honor you for that. Different leaders have told me over throughout my journey um, with Send Network specifically, man, David Butler has really established something well um, and powerful, and that's that's lived on even since he has stepped out of the role. Um, need to learn from him. What do you think were some of the things that you did in Boston that um, it makes me think of the proverb that says, a good reputation is better than silver or gold. You, mm -hmm. you established a reputation um, that's good. Mm. What are some of the things you did over that time frame that helped you level up and establish that reputation? Well, and I would have to say it, it wasn't me. It was it was Gail along with me. We yeah. did this today. Yeah. Yeah, that's together. Right. It was David and Gail, and, uh, or Gail and David, however you want to say it. But yep. uh, all of that, it, it was more. It was more about being a faithful presence. Mm. It was about showing up. It was about uh, making sure that you understood. At times, it was a matter of speaking truth in a loving, supportive way, and helping people say, "Hey, this is the reality. How can we help you get from here to there?" Yeah. But more than anything else, it was about knowing them, 
finding ways in which we could be a part of their life in a world, uh, way that we could help them live out the vision that God had called them to do. Yeah, It was not me, let me show you how, as much as how can I come alongside you and be a part of what God has called you to do. Great. And we we had, uh, it, it was probably, you know, without a doubt, seven plus years uh, of the greatest season of our life. Wow. Because we got to be a part of it, pour fuel on it, celebrate, enjoy, and um, out of that, we established some great relationships with the, the planners. More than anything else, it was about being a faithful presence mm. and being aware of what was going into their world and how can we come alongside them yeah. and then finding means to help support them in what they were doing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You know, I asked the question, what were some of the things you did to be a level up leader in that season? And I love what you said. I was a faithful presence. Um, I think that alone speaks just being faithful and being present uh, whatever it is that you do whatever domain that you live in um, neighborhood work live play gym you go to coffee shop you go to job you work at church that you're involved at be a faithful presence that'll take you farther than um maybe even your gifting right right well and then the other thing that what came out of that yeah we created a, an environment but the guys begin to know each other, right. begin to share their lives with each other, begin to, hey, this isn't about my church plant. This is about the kingdom. This is about the city. Great. How can we do this together? Right. And that's where it is now, especially with the leadership that's in place right now. They're taking it to a whole, yeah. talk about leveling up. They're so doing good. that in Boston right now. And so it's all good. about the planners, Man. their stories coming together, being kingdom. I love that, being kingdom. Um, I hear you reiterating that. You're saying, hey, I went to Boston. I was others focused. I think people just enjoy being around somebody that's others focused. Not, not. I don't think I've ever met anybody who's like, man, I love hanging around me monsters. People that <laughs> yeah. are just, you know, full of themselves. Um, always want to give more answers than they ask questions. You know, always want to uh, turn the conversation back to them and what they did. It's just uh, that's not too um, compelling. Uh, I, I found that. Being others focused is 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 fresh. It's um it's life giving. I think you use that phrase. That's a great great phrase to to use, and especially when it comes to leadership. Thinking about ways to be others focused, I think will will do you well in leveling up. Well, the best leaders, I think, across the board in every every arena, they'll point out a person who is always about helping them move forward mm. in their leadership and celebrating that yeah. and recognizing them. And yeah. that that kind of comes back to the essence. I can't say that I said that's our vision for leadership. Yeah, that just is how God shaped us right. and called us to be in in that particular point and season of our life. And we so try to do that in the churches that we pastored as well. I love that, I, man. I mean, you look at the Apostle Paul and majority of his intros and outros is Paul and right, Paul and Timothy, Paul and Silas, and also make sure you let all those other people know. He starts naming <laughs> yeah, them, right. Um, hey, shout out to this person. Also tell this person to bring me my coat, you know. And it, it seems like Paul had this others focused mentality. Whenever he went to cities, he he got names. He was interested in what people were interested in. I feel like that's something you've done well too. Do you intentionally like study uh where you go? Um, as far as like, if you're going to go speak, like uh, you came to walk church, but you knew the series we were in, you knew the last sermon I preached, you knew more about, you checked out our website, you know, like, is that, 
that, those are some intentional ingredients to leadership. Well, that helps me to know that what I'm there for is not to come and do my thing. Ah, it's to be a part of what you're so doing. Good. And uh, I loved the uh, environment culture you that that's at Walk with your team, and it not just the team that's on your quote unquote staff team, yeah, but at every level, yep. seeing that the dream team. When you see that happen in the life of a church or in a business, you're saying, "I want to be there because it has nothing to do." about anything that matters to me but the bigger picture so good and it's uh, again it it's about helping other people take the next step forward love that but so we were there to be a part of what god's doing through you rather than trying to figure out hey how can i come do my thing and they they applaud and yeah. you know it's it's uh that whole thing of rec of of being uh, applauded and affirmed can become an idol yeah. very quickly sure sure so the best way to overcome that idol is to figure out a way how that you can help affirm other people and build other people up yeah. in a way so it's and that's life giving it also gives you great freedom yeah so when you're doing what you're doing you're not looking for hey i hope somebody uh affirms me i hope so somebody good. applauds what i'm doing yeah amazing you know i've probably said this on this podcast before I, i'm if not i'll say it again at some point but um was moved by one of the last things kobe bryant was quoted in saying it's just so um I don't know the words, just just wild how this shook out in that LeBron James uh, passed Kobe the night before his 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 uh, helicopter accident um, in on the scoring record, and they interviewed Kobe that night before, and they said, "How do you feel about LeBron breaking your record?" And he had this great statement. He said, "What good is greatness if you can't give it away?" And I just hit me in other words he was excited for him it's like man go ahead man i want i'm glad i could i could be somebody to pass right. you know right um along the journey to to seeing you become great and um i think that i hear a lot of what you're saying in that right and there it, it, it anytime you look at something that is quote unquote great yeah behind the scenes there are a there's a crowd of willing unknowns ah. who just gave themselves to the mission and the vision, yeah. and those are the people so good. that great leaders recognize, and all the time are finding ways to honor and celebrate. You're right, a hundred percent accurate. Well, as we wrap this podcast up, we'd love for you to just maybe speak a level up leadership word into the camera, um, and if you're driving or running or just listening to this on podcast app. Um, just think about being in the room with Pastor David right now, as he's just going to speak an intentional word on how. According to him, something you can apply in your level up leadership um, in this season. Uh, I shared this just recently, uh, this weekend, and I think it's it probably is the um, kind of what I'm holding on to more than any other right now in my own uh, personal life. Wish I'd heard it earlier. Um, whatever you do, whether it be in in the corporate world, marketplace, or within ministry, in church world church planning world, um, make sure that the yoke you're wearing is not one of other people's expectations, not one of demand, but the one that Jesus said, I want you to wear, and that's my yoke. So good. It won't wear you out. It'll give rest to your souls. It'll allow you to continue moving forward in your leadership in such a way that it's not a grind. Now, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. But you'll lean into the fact 
that yeah. I'm under his yoke, under his leadership, right. and his yoke is easy and light, mm. and it's not going to wear you down. It's actually going to be lifting you up. And I would say that to anyone, um, to put to cease from my own striving right. and to enter into his rest. That doesn't mean apathy or resignation or passivity. It means that I'm going to allow him to do his work in me so he can do his work through me so that the people on the other side of me will find their lives far greater in terms of living out who God called them to be. Strong. Make sure that the yoke that you're wearing is is the yoke of the, of the Lord Jesus himself. And he says, my yoke is easy and light. Rest. And if you come to me, you can find rest. Right. So good. Well, I learned a lot from this podcast, namely, live life being others focused and, and watch how God blesses that, that type of leadership. Um, leadership is not authority, but responsibility with humility. Accepting so, responsibility yeah, yeah, with it's, it's humility. Accepting responsibility with humility. Oh, I love that right there. Gentle and lowly. So good. Well, I've benefited from this. I hope that you have as well. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for leaning in. Thanks for leveling up in your leadership again. We'd love to see a review um, on whatever podcast app that you're listening to on. Maybe what some of what you're getting from this. If you want to send me an email, you can always do that. Hayden at walkchurch.com. I would love to hear how God's speaking to you that, through this podcast. And um, again, thank you, Pastor David, for helping us level up today. Hey, it was great. It was great for me to be able to give a shout out to the Celtics. Hey, that's right. <laughs> shout out to the Celtics. Jason Tatum's good. Uh, Jeez. He is, yeah. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Peace.